Welcome to the Next Level Podcast, brought to you by Ridgeview High School Athletics. I'm your host, Cameron Lee. Um, I hope everyone is having a great holiday break, um, enjoying the time, you know, this precious time being around their family, um, enjoying Christmas and having the holiday spirit. Um, today, we have our second guest on the podcast. Um, it's truly an honor to have this guy, this man, excuse me, on the podcast. He is someone who has influenced me a lot, you know, as a child, all the way to today as a man, um, a mentor, you know, and just overall great person. Um, we have the Rizu High School Athletic Director, Mr. Brian Rosefield. How you doing today? Damn, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Glad to glad to be here with you. It's an honor to be interviewed by you and uh, excited to, to talk with you a little bit. Yeah, so um, backstory about Coach Rose and I. Um, I met Coach Rosefield maybe in 2006, 2007, actually, 2007. Um, I was a kid in Houston, Texas. Uh, my, my mother actually worked for the district in the time, at the time, and she ran into Coach Rosefield. And we exchanged numbers. You know, he so happened to be a coach at Ridgeview. Um, we began talking periodically throughout the summer. Um, come back for, uh, come, I moved back to school to South Carolina. Uh, meet Coach Rosefield. He talks me into running cross country. <laughs> it was a, that was an experience in itself but um and after that you know he became my basketball coach as a freshman and uh we've been able to have a relationship that's that's pretty good man he's a great guy he's taught me a lot you know and still to this day I learned I learned from him constantly so it's a pleasure to have you on man oh, those, um, those are good memories Cam I, I remember meeting your mother in, in that class and and just telling her like, yeah, yeah, just tell him to give me a call. He's coming to Ridgeview anyway. Like, whatever. We'll just we'll just talk. And yeah, every every week or two, you would call me and I'd say, hey, I, you know, this is how I how I played. This is how the game went. This is how what's been going on. And it was just a for me, what a real treat to be able to get to know you. And then to yeah, to tell you like, hey, I was coaching cross country. It's a great way to get ready for basketball. And so to be able to coach you there, and then coach you basketball, and then to be able to work with you now, it's just a, a full circle. It's been a real a real hoot. Yeah, man, this was great. It's been great. And now getting to work us, um, you know, work for you, work under you and getting to, to see that side of you is, man, it's been a, a honor, a truly been a pleasure. So once again, I want to thank you, uh, Coach Rose. So let's let a lot of people may not know, but you uh, this is the next level podcast is your brainchild. And uh, I just want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to, to play that out and put it in help put it in motion. Uh, how long, how long was this something that you had in the works? Well, uh, first of all, I appreciate you jumping on and wanting to do it. Um, you know, I've, I've listened to podcasts. This is again, kind of a full circle story. John Combs who coached you and I worked for and hired me to Ridgeview basically, um, back in 06, he started telling me about a podcast, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? What, are, what is a podcast? I have no idea what you're talking about. That sounds silly. And he kept telling me, it's like, it's about basketball. It's called the Hardwood Hustle. I think you'll really like it. I think you'll really like it. And then finally, one day I listened to it and I said, whoa, this thing's unbelievable. All they do is talk about basketball and coaching and getting better. And so it was from that point on, I was hooked and uh, was able to actually bring those guys down. Uh, that was about five years ago when we had the bash at, uh, at Ridgeview one year and uh, they came down and recorded some episodes, recorded me on an episode and John on an episode. And 
I've just found that for me, podcast, I, I, I do like to read and I've, I've, I've been a lifelong reader, but I'm, I'm a I'm much more of an auditory learner. And so I've got so, so many podcasts I listen to right now. And I said, you know what, this is, I don't know what a year, year and a half ago, I started thinking like, well, we need to do one for Ridgeview. Why not? You know, let's talk about the story of our athletic department. And so, um, I guess it was a couple months ago, you and I were just talking about it and you said, well, I'll, I'll be your host. Well, that's great. That sounds great. There's a lot going on. I don't necessarily have all, a whole lot of time to dedicate it to, uh, to, you know, do it myself. So that sounds great. So here, here you come in, but I think it's, it's a great way for us to tell the story of our student athletes, our staff, our, our coaches, our community, all the great things that are going on within our athletic department that everybody knows about, but just be able to hear maybe a little more long form interview and just some, some, some stories behind the scenes that might round out a little bit more of, of who we are. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think um, podcasts are a great way to, you know, just get that, like you said, get that exposure, you know, expound on some of the things we have going on here. And um, I'm a fan as well of, of podcasts. And I think that's where we connected at uh, just as far as getting our information. It's, a, it's another form of entertainment as well, you know, uh, sometimes I get burnt out from listening to so, so much music and I'm like, you know, a podcast would be much better, you know, ease my mind a little more, you know, and uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great form of, of entertainment. So I, once again, thank you for bringing me on board, man. Um, switching lanes, uh, Coach Rose, give us, give us a, a look into some of your background. You know, where do you know, a lot of people know you as, you know, just the AD, you know, we see you calling the shots around the school. <clears throat> and as well as in the district. Um, so give us your background. Uh, how, where did you grow up? Where did you go to high school? So I grew up in the metropolis of Sumter, South Carolina. Uh, I went to Wilson Hall and I was actually talking to somebody uh, the other day about this, but uh, I got to play basketball. Uh, that was really probably my first love, just out in the, in the backyard, just counting down NBA championships in my own mind of three, <laughs> two, one, and making it or missing and then doing it again, you know, yeah. and I'm guarding Michael Jordan and all, you know, just doing all sorts of stuff out there, just really um, just loving basketball. And I fell into uh, playing golf as well. My dad got me started playing golf at an early age. And so those were my two primary sports growing up. I, I did play a little bit of baseball. My dad played some college baseball at South Carolina. And so I tried that up until about sixth grade and said, you know what, I want to play basketball and golf. So that's what I did uh, my high school, middle school and high school days at Wilson Hall and got to where I just really, um, I really loved basketball. And I decided you know, I had um, my, my really, really best friend in the world when I was 13. He ended up uh, passing away. And I had just some coaches around me at that time that just came around me and just loved on me and said, Hey, Brian, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It just kept me moving. It kept me moving. And so, uh, two years later, about age 15, I decided, Hey, I, I want to coach. And I uh, was able to pick up basketball fairly easily, the X's and O's and from a, a one, two, three, four, five spot, I, I knew everything that was going on on a, on a court. And I just really liked it and decided I wanted to be able to give back and, um, and unfortunately, have been able to do it. I, you know, was a student manager at South Carolina for men's basketball, a graduate assistant. My first job out of college was mm-hmm. coaching girls basketball at Calhoun Academy and in St. Matthews. I did that for two years and just loved doing that and fell into coaching volleyball, which I never play, played a day of volleyball <laughs> in my life. And I didn't know that uh, about you. I, I just, yeah, I just, I worked, worked my tail off, try to figure that out. And I coached golf down there, was busy all three seasons, coaching five teams and, 
when a job opened up uh, after my grad school days at, at South Carolina at Ridgeview, I was sitting in the interview with David Gordon and Dr. Marty Martin at the time. And they said, well, how do you feel about coaching a sport you may not know much about? And they needed a cross-country coach. I said, I've done it before. You know, I've, I've coached volleyball. So sure, I'll, I'll learn everything I can about, about cross-country. And so, um, you know, fell into doing that. So did that for nine years, coached JV boys basketball for nine years and did uh, track and golf as well at uh, at Ridgeview. But just – Loved every minute of it. And, you know, we, and we talk about getting to know you as, as a kid and as a high school student, but that's, that's, that's why I do it. And uh, that's why I, why I was doing the coaching, the direct coaching. And uh, I'd be lying if I said I didn't miss it. Uh, I still do miss that very much. But, um, you know, six years ago when the job came open, the AD job came open, it was one of those things that I, I couldn't turn a blind eye to and feel like I could move into some leadership and do some things that, um, not that things were uh, being done wrong or incorrectly, but just to be able to come in and put my own uh, stamp on, on the programs here at Ridgeview. And um, it's just been a, it's been a real joy to be able to do that and to be able to work with coaches now I mean, where I'm coaching coaches, not necessarily coaching kids anymore, but um, it's been a, a real cool just flip and uh, to be able to hopefully to know that my ideas about sport and life are, are getting out there through coaches to more kids and, you know, be able to serve 567 student athletes. I think that was last year, which is over a third of our population at Ridgeview. So it's a real, it's a, it's a big responsibility and, and not one that I, that I take lightly for sure. Long answer there, Cam. Sorry about that. Uh, you're good, man. I, I enjoy listening to it, man. Um, I didn't know that you coach volleyball. I'm going to have to give you, <laughs> give you a little couple jabs about that, but um, that's awesome, man. I, and I think um, as a, as a backbone, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, as an athlete, a former athlete at Ridgeview, you, you know, the AD serves sort of as a backbone, you know, you provide our structure, you put everything in motion. And I think um, like you just, you just explained uh, your, your level of hard work, you know, is, is unmatched, especially, in, you know, high school athletics, you know, a lot of people don't <clears throat> want to push, push, you know, forward. Some people get comfortable and, um, I just want to commend you on the fact that, you know, Coach Gordon did a great job as AD. You know, he was the AD while I was at Ridgeview. You know, Coach Gordon was great. He he helped push the push the program forward, you know, and just, just seeing you take, you know, picking up from where he left off and then taking it even further is just, you know, it's very commendable, Coach. So we appreciate you, man. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, Coach, Coach Gordon's amazing, and he's still a guy that I call up. When things are on fire, when I don't know how to handle a situation, I'm going to call him up. And, um, you know, one of the things that I really loved about him, even when he was the AD and I was just helping him with things, is something that I try to do now with you guys as coaches is just to, to give you the autonomy, to, to give you that decision-making power, to give you that, uh, that room to be creative and innovate. And when he handed something off, he was really handing it off. And it was really something that really taught me just about that joy of, of delegation for me to, for me now to get the heck out of the way. And that's what I really try to do for, for coaches and you guys is just to, I want to take all of those things, all the paperwork, all the, all the junk that gets in the way of y'all dealing with your kids and your communities. I want to take that on. I want to, I want to get that out of y'all's way so y'all can go do the things that y'all love to do and sometimes I can't sometimes I have to say hey I need this paperwork I need y'all to do this I need y'all to uh, coordinate this type of thing but uh, but yeah but just to wanted to jump in there coach Gordon was was absolutely incredible and I, I still still learn a bunch from him every day yeah she's a great guy as well um 
<clears throat> what was it, you know, just continuing on your journey, what was it about the AD position, athletic director, that that really attracted you? You know, I know you, you mentioned um, being able to have some, some leadership, you know, in your position and being able to call some shots, but uh, what else was it that was that was attractive for you to, to jump in and, and, and put your name in for that position? Yeah, that's a great question, Cam. I, for me, like I've always been a behind the scenes kind of guy. Um, you know, I go back to my, my, my two years, two and a half years of, of student managing at South Carolina, my last couple of years there, you know, those, I did a lot of things that nobody ever knew about. Um, you know, <laughs> that first springtime we were doing five o'clock workouts in the morning and I was getting there and I was filling up the water bottles. And I remember still, I can still feel my hands uh, in that ice machine, putting ice in those bottles and just feeling freeze, freezing and not really caring at all because I knew by putting those bottles out there, those guys could work out. They could get hydrated as silly as that may sound, <laughs> but I love to be a part of that. And so just that one example, looking at a job like an athletic director job, um, all of the things that go into helping our department just keep going and keep going. And there are tons of things that I do that, that you don't even know about that our parents, our kids have no idea about. And that's okay. That, that is 100% okay with me. You know, it's one of those things that's like being a referee, like the AD and the referee are only noticed when something goes wrong. And there have been things that have gone wrong for me. Like I've forgotten to put in things here and there and it's like, Oh boy, it shows up. And um, so I just, Again, but to answer your question, the the thing that really drew me to the to the job was the behind the scenes nature of it, the chance to serve. I've always been a big uh, service guy. Just anything that I can do to help people around me achieve the things that they want to do, um, I'm always I've always been about it. And honestly, it was it was a new challenge. You know, I've been coaching. Not that I'd figured out coaching. Uh, you know, I, I, I was. Uh, I was always learning and growing as a coach, but um, when the job came open, I was like, okay, well, this sounds like the, the next logical challenge here. So let me see, let me see if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it, but let me see if I can do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, here we are six years later, uh, I'm still here. And, uh, and it's been an, it's been an enormous challenge. I've, I tell people all the time that it's been the, the, the greatest opportunity for growth for me as a person, as a man, and as a, um, as a, as a worker that I would have ever, I could never have imagined it would be this much growth and there's still more growth to, to, to happen every day for me. And I think, I think that speaks just to your character. Um, you know, you mentioned being selfless and willing to, to just make sure people around you succeed. Um, just a little fun fact for my very first game head coaching um, high school basketball this past year, uh, maybe about a month ago, um, we didn't have referees and uh, our athletic director, Coach Rosefield was willing to put the whistle on and, and he acted as our ref for about two and a half quarters. So, I mean, I think that just goes to show that, you know, he's willing to get the job done by any, you know, any means and um, he'll step in wherever you need him. And um, I think, I think that's, you know, that's great, man. That's, that's, that's great. That's a, it's a big part of why our program has been able to succeed and, and progress the way that we have. What a, what a real highlight to be able to do that for your game, <laughs> your first game ever. And, you know, that's one of those situations that I will, I, for me, I go back and look, what did I do wrong there? And I didn't do anything wrong there. I entered the officials into the system for some reason that showed up as a canceled game. And uh, our, our officials coordinator and I, we had a good laugh about it on the way home after I called him and said, dude, I just got the best workout I've had in months. <laughs> just getting up and down the floor. <laughs> but, uh, but that was a real hoot. And uh, see y'all win the game. That was, uh, that was, that was a lot of fun.
Yeah, man. I, I, I'll never forget I, uh, Coach Rose had on some khakis. And I, I, he told me he was about to ref. I said, <laughs> I looked at him and was like, you, you going to ref in those pants? And he was like, yeah, man, I, I got no choice. I was like, ooh, you about to <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna sweat it up, man. But it was it was something definitely to laugh about, man. Um, and once again, you know, just shows how selfless you are. Um, switching gears, uh, let's 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 get into the origin of you know you you were behind one of the biggest holiday basketball high school basketball events in the country. Um, it's the amount of attention that it brings, not only um, Ridgeview, but it brings so much attention to our community, you know, to the Northeast area, you know, brings people from all over, people traveling out of town to come to this event. Um, speak on how you were, you know, the bash and how that was able to come apart. Well, you know, I love telling the story and it starts going back to John Combs and David Gordon that we're talking about, we'll call it 10 or 11, 12 years ago now, saying, hey, we need to have an event that is Ridgeview's own. You know, there's the, the Chick-fil-A classic over at Richland Northeast. There's the beach ball classic down at Myrtle Beach. There's all these national tournaments in the area, and Ridgeview doesn't have anything. And so they were talking, and it was actually Coach Gordon that said, we need to have a – it needs to be a showcase, not, not a tournament. We need to find the best teams that we can find and bring them in and play basketball. And so – John took that and started running with it those first couple of years. It, it changed names. It was the – you may remember more than I would, the Marriott Challenge, I think, one time, and the uh, or the Clarion Challenge, too. It was just really dependent on what hotel gave us the best deal, right? <laughs> and uh, Oak Hill came in one year, and uh, it was usually a Friday and a Saturday, just a, you know four, five, or six games over the course of, of two days, and it was always really good basketball. And um, so fast forward – um, you know, eight, eight or nine years ago now, uh, Tony Birch, who was with Bojangles at the time, stopped by the main office at Ridgeview and said, hey, I've got an idea. I want y'all to be able to sell Bojangles biscuits during the day. Um, you know, you pick them up from the store. You can use it as a fundraiser for your programs or whatever you want to do at, at Ridgeview. And so for some reason, that one fell to me. I, people didn't want to mess with it. And so I, I reached out to Tony, found out the um, – the details of what we were doing. And so uh, lots of our programs and was just an ad was not just an athletics thing. It was ended up being a, a whole school thing. We started selling Bojangles biscuits and we were killing it. It was, it was great. Everybody was loving Bojangles and they, they were, they were making sales and we were making sales and we were making, you know, it, it was fundraiser and it was, it was great. And so after about, I don't know, four five, six months of this, I, I, I went to John and I said, Hey, you know, we've already got this thing set up for a Friday and a Saturday. We've got Hammond coming in. We've got Westwood coming in. Um, how about we just, how about I type up this proposal and I'll, we'll call it the Bojangles bash. And we'll see if they can, if they'll, if they'll sponsor it. And John said, well, that sounds great. And so I typed up this whole proposal and it's hilarious to go back and look at that proposal now after doing this for, you know, eight, eight years or so and looking at all the things that I've learned and some of the stuff in that proposal, I'm like, what in the world was I talking about? I had no idea, but again, this, I was just, it was just a place to start. And, um, we asked for a certain amount of money and they said, no, but we'll do it for this amount of money, which was, it wasn't a whole lot. And, uh, we said, so we'll do it. And so the Bojangles bash was born and Bojangles just absolutely loved it. And so, you know, really kind of going back to this idea of one of the things that, you know, I try to do for you guys as coaches, but 
I try to do for partners that, that, that come to us from a business perspective is just to create as many wins as possible. Um, they got a ton of exposure. I mean, Seventh Woods was playing for Hammond at the time. And so he had a, he had a dunk that just went viral real quick. And so they saw the, the value in being able to sponsor a high school basketball event. And so they came back and said, well, we're in for year two. And then after year two, it was year three, year four, year five. And so we did seven years with Bojangles. And, and the way the event has grown has just been – it's been a testament to Bojangles. I love Bojangles. Uh, it's been a testament to our community, our school community, our teachers, our kids. Everybody gets excited about what was then the Bojangles Bash, which is now just the, the bash right now mm-hmm. until we can find a new sponsor. Um, but – just to see everybody get behind that event. And for this year with the pandemic and everything and the district not being comfortable having the event on campus, for me to make the announcement that the bash is not going to be at Ridgeview, Cam, I got more emails. I had people stopping me in the hallway like, what, 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 what's happening? Like, what are you talking about? The bash is not going to be at Ridgeview. I was like, yes, it's not. And so it's just been one of those events that's just been a community event, been a school event, but to see it grow to where now, you know, like you, like, you know, Oak Hill comes in, they want to come in every year. Um, Huntington prep, Orangeville prep, aspire from Kentucky to AZ compass from Arizona this year, schools out of New York and Florida, all coming to Northeast Richland County and Ridgeview high school, just to put us on the map even more. So um, it's just, it's been a real honor to, to be able to do that um, and have it be a true Ridgeview event. Um, I mean, I could, I could go on and on and on about it, but it's just been, it's been so much fun. I've learned so much doing it. Yeah. I might, I may be biased, but, uh, I was having a conversation the other day with a couple of friends and I, I personally feel it's the best event, you know, at least in the state holiday tournament in the state, you know, just from whether it be the atmosphere, you know, um, with DJ, DJ, I am, um, pumping the music, you know, getting the crowd into it. to you know, just the, the way that we highlight the players, you know, the from the starting lineups, you know, it's just the atmosphere that we provide, you know, and I, I, it's a great event, man, great event, you know, just the the amount of talent that we've been able to bring in, you know, to our gym, you know, think about how many guys we've seen that have went on to play, you know, at the collegiate level, and then there's also a good amount of guys that are now playing for professional, you know, making a living, NBA, and as well as, you know, overseas, so it's truly a great event, you know, and that's kudos to you. Kudos to our entire athletic department, you know, for being able to put something like that on. Um, my next question, uh, what would be any advice for young people who who would l- like to be in your position one day? You know, they may not know what they, you know, they may not know exactly what their lane may be. Um, and this is also goes for myself. You know, we've had many talks, you know, about what I want to do. Um, so, what, what is some advice you would give to young people who, who may aspire to be an athletic director? Yeah, man, Cam, that's a, that's the million dollar question. And I, I'm going to steal what Kevin O'Connell told me years ago. And he's an associate AD at the university of South Carolina. I knew Kevin when I was a GA there and he, he told me two things and I'm going to give, give my own answer here too. But he said two things, Brian, when you're moving up and you're looking for new jobs and you're trying to, you know, advance your career on all that, he said, two things that I've learned. He said, one, the money is not worth it. And I'm thinking, wow. And this is a guy that may, he's a college AD. He makes a whole lot, makes good money. Yeah. And he said, the money is not worth it. And he said, two, he said, I have to work for somebody that has the same values that I have. 
And I'm saying, wow. You know, as I'm thinking like, Oh, I'm going to try to jump and do this job here. I'm going to try to do this here, you know, but realize for me, like, um, you know, I have a good, a, a, a good job, uh, but I work for great people. And that's, that's been huge for me uh, to be able to know that with Dr. Mag, Mr. Ross, even to our district, Dr. Dr. Baron Davis. I mean, everybody that comes across us uh, from an athletic standpoint in Richland too, and, and at Ridgeview, uh, we all believe in the same thing. We're helping kids grow. That's it, period, end of story. And so as long as I'm in that position with people that I believe in and believe in me and believe in the same things, then I'm happy. Um, and like I said, the money's not worth it. You know, there are better paying jobs out there. Um, but I get to do what I love to do and be around sports and be around kids and be around and kids that turn into amazing adults like you. And what a, what a privilege it is to be able to pour in and just be, be able to bump into those kids on their journey to becoming more of who they are and just play a little small role in that, you know, and, you know, what I would also say further about folks that want to be a a high school AD and and be even, even a teacher and a coach is just, just be sure, (laughs) you know, be sure this is what you want to do. I'm a big, big proponent of job shadowing, you know, so if anybody's listening to this and they want to sit with me for a day and see what it's really like to be an AD, this is what they want to do. I'm happy to do that. I've got no secrets. I would, I'd love to share that. Um, But just be really sure this is what you want to do. And then the, 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 the final piece of advice I would say is what my, uh, my first principal, my first headmaster, Ms. Millie, my, my, Ms. Millie McLaughlin told me, she said, Brian, to that own self be true. And, you know, for me, that just believe I've got to do the things that I believe in and I've got to be true to myself. And if I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be successful in whatever I'm doing, whether it's a high school AD or, or whatever, it's just not going to make any sense. I've got to be true to myself. So hopefully, hopefully that makes some sense of, of, of what I'm saying there. I think that's a great answer, man. Um, I think that's big, you know, like you said, being sure, you know. Uh, I think a lot of young people, sometimes they have an idea of what they want to accomplish, but they they sometimes doubt themselves. So I think that's great. That's great advice, you know, to just follow your intuition and chase what you want. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and chasing what you want, I mean, that's the thing too, is like I tell people all the time, I, I did not set out, I didn't set out to be a high school AD, but the, every time I stepped up to the plate and went after what I wanted, whether it was coaching or teaching uh, or helping to run an event or whatever, another door would open and another door would open. And then this AD door open. It's like, okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. Let's do that. And I don't know what the next door is going to be. You know, I, I have no idea, but I'm going to keep working and I'm going to keep going after the things that I want and see what door opens up next and then go after that too, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, next, switching gears once again. What is something currently, you know, any ideas that you have that we don't currently have at Ridgeview that you would like to see placed in? Yeah, you know, up up to about two months ago, it would have been a podcast, right? So we, we've gotten that off the ground. So that's awesome. You know, one of the things that, and it goes back to one of my previous answers is, uh, that I miss out on that that coach to kid interaction, and so one of the things that I really want to be able to do is come up with a in, at the college level. It's the student athlete advisory council, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I've also talked to a couple of ads that that uh, at the college level that do a captain's council. So some in some way, shape, or form, 
get our student athletes to meet with me or meet with some of our administration to meet with our faculty and maybe even come up with a faculty advisory council so that we can all put our heads together. You know, we've got, we've got great coaches. We've got great kids. Uh, we've all got great ideas for our athletic department and sometimes those ideas don't get heard. And so being able to come up with ways in this case to have a student advisory, a student athlete advisory council, so they, where they can bring their ideas to us as administrators and say, hey, we really want to do this. Or we think we can do this. Or how about this community service project here? You know, so just really open up those channels even more uh, between kids and coaches and kids and, and administrators, I think would be a really, really great thing. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that? I think that would be nice, actually. You know, um, I'm, I'm thankful to have such a great relationship with you where I know I can, if I have any ideas, I can run them by you. You know, but as far as being able to sit down with our administration team and um, even the faculty, you know, I think that would be a great idea. And just getting the students, you know, they're the youth. They know what's in, you know, they 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 know what's, you know, what's what's hot right now or what's going on. So everything we do, you know, should cater to them because it's without them, you know, we don't we don't have a job. So I think it's great to hear their opinion and, and to see what they think we should do or what could be done better because at the end of the day, if it can benefit them, that's all, you know, that's what we're here for. So that's right. I think that's a great idea, man. I think that's a great idea. I think it's huge. Just even from a, you know, I've got a, a, a marketing background. That's what was my, my undergraduate degree was in marketing and management. And so uh, even just from a market research standpoint, like, all right, student athletes at Ridgeview, like, what do you want? How do you, how do you want this to look? How can we better serve you? And, you know, like you said, they, they know what's hot, they know what they want. And so if they can tell us and we can pull it off, then great. Let's, 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 let's go do it. You know, it just makes us, it makes us all better and it gives them a voice. And, you know, one of the things that it's kind of a throwback to my days of coaching, but uh, I tried really hard even at cross country and, and making y'all go and run these miles and, and workouts <laughs> and things like that. But it was every now and again, it's like, Hey, what do y'all, what do y'all think about this? What do y'all want to do? And just gives y'all some ownership of obviously is one of our core values in, in, within our department. Um, so we want, I, I want people to feel a part of it. And so I think that might be the next, the next thing that we can help uh, get off the ground over at, at Ridgeview. For sure. Um, last question, coach, before I let you get out of here. Um, if you can give me your favorite memory since you've been a part of the Ridgeview athletic department, it could be from coaching. It can be from, you know, anything from being the AD, what would be your favorite or most favorite memory since you've been at Ridgeview? Wow, that's, that's an impossible question, Cam, but I, I will tell you, um, I've got several that pop in. One, one of them is... You can give us a couple. Yeah, it was, it was 2010, 2011, coaching cross country, um, and we, we finished runners-up back-to-back years, you know, mm-hmm. Lexington got us, and uh, we, we never were able to hoist that, that, that first place trophy. And I can't remember if it was the year one or year two of that. Um, just talking to you guys after the state meet, after the, um, the trophy presentation, guys are upset. It's like, what happened? And I just, I can't remember what y'all were saying. I can't remember what I was saying, but I remember just having this extraordinary loving interchange back and forth of like, Hey, we just put it on the line since June. So we went through June, July, August, September, October, and November, just busting our tails and it didn't work out. And you know what? It's okay. Like we're disappointed, 
but we had a heck of a season. We have a heck of a program and we love each other. And I, I just, I'll never forget that. We, uh, we, were, we were hugging and crying back when we could do that. And it was just, <laughs> oh my goodness, great. It was just, it's something that I'll never, I'll never, ever forget. And, you know, having those types of moments with the kids that I mean, when I'm coaching UJV basketball or varsity basketball as an assistant, and even on the golf course and even out on the track with, with, with those kids, just those, those intense connections, those, those are the moments that are, are my favorite memories. And, you know, as an AD, I mean, just to be able to, you know, honestly, this, this is the, this is the, the God's honest truth. My, my favorite memory uh, of recent memories was August the 3rd was our first day out of the pandemic that we were actually able to have workouts on campus and coach parks and a lot of our coaches stack. And we were all out there spray painting dots on the, on the grass outside of the auditorium. We did everything that we could do to make sure kids were staying, staying six feet apart. And it took a lot of work to get ready. And that first day when kids were on campus, coaches were on campus, they were working together. And for me to be able to step back and look and say, wow, you know, kids had not been around each other for four five, six months, however long it's been. And now they're able to do the things that they love to do. Like this is, this is all worth it. And so that's been one of my favorite memories to be reminded that in this role as an AD, like I told you earlier, I get to clear the way for kids and coaches to go do the things that they love to do. And it was just a reminder to me that of 500 student athletes or how many ever we have, it doesn't matter. Every student athlete matters and just get them to do the things that they love to do. It's absolutely huge for me. So those, yeah, that's, that's definitely the most recent uh, best memory for me, for sure. That's a great answer, coach. Uh, we appreciate you <clears throat> letting us, you know, letting you come on and uh, picking your brain some, you know, you're my guy. Uh, it's been a pleasure being able to sit down and talk with you, man. Um, I look forward to keep, keep this thing going, you know, keep the train rolling with this next level podcast. And uh, once again, I never tell you enough, man. I appreciate you so much, Coach. Well, Cam, I, I appreciate you. Again, I, I really appreciate you doing this. And just uh, it's it's one more thing that we can do to help, again, tell the story about Ridgeview Athletics. And to have you leading the charge, it's a, it's a, it's a real honor. And um, it's, yeah, you're doing a great job. And can't wait to see what you do with it moving forward. All right, man. Well, you have a great Christmas, man. You know, enjoy your family. Enjoy your time off. Um, take care. Uh, this is the Next Level Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Lee, and I'm signing out.